Hey, Woodside family and friends, Pastor Chris here. Welcome to another exciting edition of The Link. This is where we live at the intersection of faith and culture. Today, we're going to talk about something that impacts all of us, and that is how do we survive and thrive economically during our current crises? Now, one of the ways that God has blessed Woodside is we have a number of small business owners as well as entrepreneurs. And if you are a small business owner or an entrepreneur, we want you to know we're praying for you. But we're also thinking about how do you survive and thrive during one of the greatest economically challenging times that any of us have ever faced. You know, this is deeply spiritual as well. The Bible tells us that the second great commandment is that we're called to love our neighbors as ourselves. Well, business owners do that all the time. When you're providing a good, a product, a service that is just and fair and concerned about the common good, then you are being a light that points people back to Jesus. This is why this conversation is important to the whole Woodside community and beyond. Today, we're blessed to have two very special guests that are going to help us to think deeply about this. First, America's Mayor, Mayor Brian Barnett of Rochester Hills. And then we have Ryan Krogi. He is a small business administration certified lender who's been helping small businesses for over two decades. Uh, Mayor Barnett, thank you so much for joining me. I know this is a busy time for you and many within your uh, offices and administration. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. And uh, Ryan, thank you for joining me as well. Uh, such a valuable asset to the Woodside family and also to the broader business community. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, Mayor Barnett, I, I gave the statistics in my introduction. I uh, know you live with those realities. It seems like the economy here in Michigan has practically grinded to a halt, but yet uh, mayors like you have a responsibility for making sure you are supporting the business community uh, in your in your municipality. So let's talk about that. Uh, what does it mean for you in this season? What are some of the things that you are encouraging creatively that we can do to support our small businesses? Well, thanks, Pastor. You know. Um, Obviously, when we're, I've been blessed to be mayor of Rochester Hills for, you know, 12 or 13 years. And uh, whenever I need something, whenever the city's needed something, the very first place we go for support has always been our local businesses, whether it's our restaurants, our car dealerships, uh, uh, our industrial plants. Uh, they have always stood alongside the city to create the quality of life that we've come to enjoy here in our community. And so in times like this, where we need to come alongside of them, um, you know, it's really critically important. Here at the city of Rochester Hills, we've tried to do a number of things, some, some very tactical, uh, some, you know, trying to understand the resources that are available to them uh, and putting their needs and resources, uh, you know, plugging those needs and resources in together. Uh, sometimes it's, it's creative. We, we've created something called the, the Great Takeout Tuesdays, where we're encouraging uh, all of our restaurant owners to participate and our our, 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 our our residents to get out and order food out specifically on Tuesdays and post social media uh, what they what they got if they enjoyed it uh, a lot of these folks these business owners I mean they they didn't see this coming uh, and to and to have the expenses continue week after week but without the revenue or the normal traditional revenue streams is uh, incredibly challenging. And so anything we can do to spread the good word, to support those folks that remain open, uh, we wanna do that here in the city of Rochester. We've got a great um, uh, cadre of, of small business owners here. And, and those are the folks that we're really thinking of during this difficult time. 
I love Takeout Tuesday, and uh, it's a great idea. I love the creativity, uh, but you're exactly right. There are a lot of things that we can do to support our businesses, and our businesses have come alongside of us, and I'm grateful for the business community. And I love this thought of civic, corporate, and church being able to work together uh, to make our community great and to do all that we can to uh, support our business community in this season. Uh, but yet there's more to it than just takeout, as you know. Uh, and Ryan, part of the reason why we have invited you on is because a lot of these businesses are going to need help. And the government recognizes that. And the government, in light of that, has passed a $2 trillion plus dollar stimulus package. Uh, with a lot of provisions in that. Talk about how important it was, Ryan, for that package to be passed and uh, some of the features that small business owners can look for in that package. Well, this package was extremely important, uh, not just for the small business owners, but for their banks involved as well, uh, because everybody's getting into a situation where non-essential businesses are having a hard time keeping up with their health insurance, keeping up with their rent, keeping up with their monthly payments to the bank. So this stimulus package was very timely as we started getting into the thralls of this quarantine and this you know stay at home provision. So what some of the benefits are, are being administered through the SBA and through the SBA and US Treasury as a combination. And the one big one that's been on everybody's lips since last Friday is the payroll protection program. And the payroll protection program will essentially be a loan and start off as a loan from your financial institution, whoever you currently bank with or deposit uh, with, to help that business keep their employees paid, keep their employees on payroll, and we'll also have some funds in there to help for rent, help for insurance, and help for those monthly payments to the bank. Along with those provisions, too, if you currently have an SBA loan with your financial institution, they are the SBA is paying six months worth of your payments directly from this fund. So it's not being accrued. It's not being pushed ahead. You're not kicking the can down the road. No, the SBA has provided funds to actually pay six months worth of your payments. Now, with all this being said, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's good news because for uh, many businesses, that means survival. And right now, it seems like the name of the game is to survive and that better days are ahead if you can do whatever you you can to survive um, and uh, and uh, just make it through these tough days that better days are ahead of us. One point I do wanna make though, Ryan, typically when we use the term small businesses or even medium businesses, uh, we typically think about for-profit community. I work in the nonprofit sector. Um, can you talk a little bit about what this means for those who are in the nonprofit sector? Uh, sure, so I'll share two things. Let's just talk about eligibility. So any small business is being defined as a business with 500 or less employees. This also includes non-for-profits, religious organizations, such as Woodside Bible Church, where you can apply for this payroll protection program and get up to two and a half times your average monthly payroll as reported in 2019. And I do want to preface it that this is as the rules are laid out today. 
because since this has been passed, it's been changing almost daily on some of the nuances, just because anytime something's changed, they, they need to, to, to tweak it a little bit to make it perfect before they roll it out. Mayor, um, you're the mayor of uh, America right now. I want you to explain what that means, Mayor Barnett, and what are you learning from talking to other mayors as well about ideas that will help us to support small businesses? Well, uh, the, uh, the title of, of Mayor of America comes from serving as president of the United States Conference of Mayors. Very blessed to have been uh, elected by my peer mayors across the country uh, to, to be the, the top mayor of our organization, therefore the title of America's mayor, which was really exciting uh, and has become really challenging over the last month. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on calls uh, every, every day. Uh, uh, was just on a call with Dr. Fauci uh, uh, about an hour ago, um, who's the, the, the nation's top infectious disease doctor. Um, yesterday night, I was speaking with Mayor de Blasio from New York City. We were sharing some, he's a friend of mine, uh, you know, uh, we've been friends for a long time. Um, talked to Mayor Duggan yesterday, too, uh, talking about what's going on in Detroit. So hearing from a lot of mayors, and a lot of mayors, I mean, I, for those that don't know the numbers, uh, obviously a lot of attention has been given, at least initially, to Washington uh, because of the senior center that uh, took so many lives. And of course, New York and New York City in particular have a tremendous amount of cases. But you might not realize that Michigan is third uh, in cases right now. We have more cases in Michigan than we have in California. And so we are really a national hotspot for, for COVID-19, unfortunately. Um, but we're, we're trailing a little bit some of our, our, our coastal neighbors. And so we've been talking with folks like Mayor de Blasio, uh, Mayor Cantrell down in New Orleans. It's another kind of rising hotspot. Mayor Durkin in Seattle. And we're, we're all trying to talk about, um, you know, really there's three things. And Pastor, this is kind of interesting because I think the church certainly can play a role. Uh, you know, one, of course, is the health impacts. That's, that's immediate. That's now. Uh, that's how can we get PPE uh, to our first responders. Uh, the second, of course, is the economic impact that we're spending time talking about now. Uh, how do you help those businesses today? And then how do you help them when we start to turn the faucet of the economy back on? And the third area is resiliency. You get a lot of families, you get a lot of businesses that are in this unique time. Stress and anxiety is high. Uh, norms, uh, social norms, and, and, and basically, uh, you know, life norms are completely upside down. And this idea that we have to pour in effort into the resilient family resiliency, business resiliency, uh, the sort of third rail that people are recognizing is starting to become a real issue is something we're spending a lot of time as mayors talking about. Uh, you know, your question is a great one. You know, in mayor, mayor life, uh, you learn from one another, probably much like, like bankers and pastors. And so no one's gone through this before. Uh, and so we're all just trying to see what, you know, what are you doing? How are you, how are you getting this information out? How are you communicating effectively? Um, how are you still handling essential services? I mean, my business here, I have uh, about 500 employees uh, and we're trying to figure out how we um, keep the lights on, ironically. Uh, um, you know, how, we, how we maintain our social services uh, and, and essential services in a time like this. And so uh, a lot of it now is just leaning on a network of people uh, that are going through the same thing, trying to figure out what, uh, what makes sense and how you can copy it and replicate it in a community like Rochester Hills. Yeah, well, I'm grateful and we're grateful for you. Tremendously proud of the work that you're doing. And we know it's tireless effort. Uh, and part of the reason for this time together is to get the word out, to say that we all can do our part. There are still a number of businesses that are open that we can participate in. 
uh, some uh, by delivery, obviously, some that physically, uh, when we have to go out for essential uh, items and issues, we can still take advantage of. I want to get to some practical questions that we've received from business owners throughout the Woodside Network and community. But first, Ryan, I just want to ask one more question about, in particular, the payroll protection uh, program. Um, sure. Talk about steps that you would tell small businesses to take right now. Let's get really granular and practical. What would be the initial steps that you would advise we take right now? Uh, the first step is to reach out to your banker, uh, whether it's your branch manager, uh, your commercial lender, your treasury manager, whomever your main contact is at your financial institution, reach out to them immediately and ask about how their financial institution is participating in the payroll protection program. It's critically important that a lot of these banks, because they've got so many clients and because there's such a vast need for this product, that a lot of them are focusing on their current clients first and that they're giving priority to their current clients first. So you want to make sure that you let them know that you want to be in that pool. Uh, the second thing is, is keep an eye on the U.S. Treasury's homepage. Uh, that's where they're currently holding the application for the payment protection program. Please be advised to make sure it's not in draft form because we've seen it twice this week. It's twice they've taken it down and put it back up with revisions. So be sure you're downloading the correct application. You're in communication with your uh, bank and financial institution on what their process is. Critically important to get in that queue as soon as possible, because just like the start of any good marathon, any good 5K, everyone's going to have an eye on that finishing line. And it's the first ones out the gate are going to get the money. And you know a little bit about marathons, don't you? Yeah, a little bit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've run a few, but uh, I appreciate you talking about timeliness uh, and time to act now. And, and you know, part of the reality, uh, Mayor Barnett, is that a lot of people, it's like the stages of grief. A lot of people right now are kind of disoriented, uh, dazed and confused, but we got to kind of pull ourselves together and begin to act right away. And it's also important to mention as an aside, the tremendous provisions that have been made for uh, unemployment benefits as well. We want to prevent as many as much as possible. Uh, want to prevent it, uh, businesses from having to lay off employees. But where it has to happen, uh, there are a number of provisions that have been made on the state level. Uh, Mayor Barnett, you're going to share as well. Yeah, I just what what Ryan said is really important, and I would encourage you since folks have some time, uh, I, you know, most likely at their home in front of their computer to look at the different expenses you have, because there's a lot of changes that have been made. For example, if you have a person in your family that has student loans, uh, there've been uh, some modifications to interest on student loans. Um, you talked about unemployment. There's traditional uh, unemployment that relates to, uh, you know, 66 and two thirds of, 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 your, of your wages and so forth that, that people are familiar with. But what is new in this um, CARES provision, this $2 trillion package you, you recognized earlier, is that there's a new form of unemployment that is, allows for the gig economy of folks who, who, who might be musicians or uh, who might be Uber drivers, who might not traditionally have fallen under uh, unemployment last year that now fall under this. There's 
paid parental leave that is now part of this plan. So, so to do the, 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 the two places I would look, obviously um, there's a, a national COVID site, a COVID-19 site, and the state site also, the Michigan Health Department site are two great places and really kind of go through the checklist of your family uh, because they're, you know, cities can't shut off water uh, if you're behind in your water bills. There's, there's um, eviction and, and rent uh, uh, provisions that have been made. So there's a lot of things that may apply to individual folks watching this at home uh, that might, again, provide portions of relief that are specific and new. And I want the good folks at Woodside to know that our team is currently building out a centralized uh, space on our website that will be uh, an exchange opportunity for connecting as well as getting the most accurate information for business owners. We're really excited about building this out so that business owners can have accurate, up-to-date information and glean the best ideas from one another. All right, Mayor, a couple of practical questions that have come through. One question is, we have a, a business owner who owns a hardware store that has not been deemed as an essential business, but yet the supplies that they are uh, giving or supplying to uh, other businesses in the community uh, that are deemed essential are absolutely critical. So can they petition? Is there a way to petition for being added to the essential businesses list or is that door already shut? There is a way to petition, um, although I would tell you that it is it is challenging, first of all, to get through because uh, with all respect to, to, with all due respect to most businesses, everyone sort of assumed they were essential. And at least the way that played out in Rochester Hills, you know, golf courses wanted to remain open. Uh, lawn care companies still wanted to make sure that they were, you know, treating lawns. Bowling alleys wanted to remain open. Uh, and the governor has increasingly uh, uh, been more strict in her application of her executive order, which defines essential businesses. To that business owner, I would say the one and only place that you could go to is, uh, is the state of Michigan. They have a small business, if you go to the state's website, where you can actually petition to the SBA uh, and, and, um, uh, and ask and request that you be considered. Uh, that process is not necessarily quick. Um, and I don't know the percentage likelihood of it, being, of it um, being granted. I will tell you that just as we sat here, I just moments ago uh, got the updated numbers uh, for the state in terms of cases and deaths. And I'll tell you that as we sit here today, the curve is still not flattening. Uh, the, the numbers have continued to spike, which is why when you see the governor say, please stay home, please, if, if you don't have to leave, don't, especially if you're in our vulnerable populations. I understand that there is no one, trust me, speaking as an elected official, there's no one that wants to see life get back to normal, specifically with the economy, more than the governor, more than the county executive, more than your mayor. Um, but as we sit here right now, unfortunately, we're in a we're, we're in a, a global pandemic in one of the nation, the nation that's leading the world right now in cases, unfortunately, in the state that's in the top three, in the county that's in the top two. If we're in Oakland County and Wayne, you're number one. So as you as you drill down locally, we're, we're in a really rough spot. I know it's really challenging to a business owner to, to think that they have to stay closed. But uh, trust me, the second that we start to get good news, I think you're going to see Folks start to open up certain businesses as quickly as they can uh, so that we can get the economy back running. That's the long answer to your question. The one place they can go, the sole arbiter of that is the state. No, I think that's a great answer. And uh, let's remember the three priorities you've already mentioned. First is health. We have to make sure that we save lives and that we uh, observe the health 
restrictions for that purpose. Second is economic and then resiliency. And so we need to make sure that we're mindful of those priorities. Uh, Ryan, real quickly, uh, there are a lot of business owners that are concerned about lease payments that they have to make, rental payments on spaces that they occupy. Uh, anything that can help them should they try to negotiate with landlords? Are there other provisions that are available for? Uh, yes, to all the above. Uh, we're living in unprecedented times right now. This is not like anything we have ever seen in our lifetime or in the history of our country. So definitely go to your landlords, plead, beg, see what you can do to negotiate, either pushing the rent forward, uh, getting it reduced, getting it eliminated for at least a couple months. Uh, because your landlords, if they have underlying debt, they are probably going to their financial institution trying to get a deferment on their payments as well. And that should be passed down to you. Uh, in addition to that, that payment protection program is phenomenal. Um, they will give you money uh, for your payroll, but also for your rent, your interest on your payments, and also your insurance. There are other programs out there. If you go to the SBA.gov's website, they have a disaster relief program as well that is also a loan that comes with an immediate $10,000 jolt into your bank account if you apply and qualify for it. That is on the um, disaster.sba.gov website, and you can apply for them directly there. So there are a lot of different sources out there. Uh, the Michigan Economic Development Corporation, if you go to their website, as Mayor uh, Barnett had alluded to with the state, they are also giving grants and funds for small businesses and small business owners, even contractors. If you're a real estate broker, an agency, and you 1099 your employees, these are also programs that can apply for you as well. So please uh, uh, go to the SBA.gov website, go to the uh, Michigan Economic Development Corporation website, and please call your financial institution because they have all the resources necessary for all funds available to help you right now in these times. All right, gentlemen, I know you both are busy and I respect your time. So let me close with this question. First for you, Mayor Barnett, this ice age will eventually thaw. So what recommendations are you uh, giving to business owners or what would you like to say to business owners, not only about how they can survive, but how can they best pr position themselves and prepare for when life as normal resumes? Uh, it, listen, it's a, it's a great question. As I led this discussion off, um, I'm passionate uh, about helping our small businesses because I know how much they've been with us uh, during the good times. Um, you know, I, I, I know most of them have business plans. Most of them know how, how long they can make it. They, they know, you know, they, they know their business better than I do. That's one thing I recognize. So I'm not going to try to get in and run their business, but I want uh, certainly the ones in Rochester Hills to know that if there is anything we can do, any call we can make to a landlord, any assistance we can provide to a bank, uh, anything we can, we can do from our standpoint, we stand absolutely ready to assist. And the worst thing you can possibly hear, uh, is no. Right. Uh, so asking someone for a, a break, asking someone for some more time, asking someone, uh, you know, that that you're in this uh, a lending situation to. I just got off a call with another lending institution and they said the, the, the biggest thing is we just need people to tell us what, what they need and how we can help and, and trying to craft a solution that's individual to a specific company. Um, we are going to be here. A city will certainly survive. 
um, and we want uh, we want to help our, our small our small businesses in particular as much as we can during this time. And uh, just to know that there's resources out there uh, and something like this, Pastor, where you're uh, connecting the need with the resources, really important. Certainly, I'm happy to help in the future as well. Ryan, same question for you. As you uh, encourage and advise small businesses, what can they do to not only survive the moment, but to position themselves to thrive when we get back to normal life? Uh, All the economists are predicting that once this quarantine is over and once we get back to uh, resume to normal, that we are going to have a V-type recovery. It's really going to blast off and all the pent-up demand is really going to let loose except for a lot of the supply might not be there. So we may struggle a couple months. Um, I can't really say much more than to negotiate with your landlords, get back with your financial institutions, but above and beyond anything else, don't let this anxiety hold you down. Don't let the fear hold you back. We all know that Jesus is the greatest yoke breaker that we have. And just to put all your anxieties and your worries on him, let God carry us through these dark times and we will come out more better and more victorious than we ever were before. You know, I say to business owners all the time and leaders that uh, it's always great periodically to pull out the old legal pad and rethink everything. If you were launching your business today from scratch, what would you do? Well, now's the time where we can actually do that. We can actually re-envision the future, look for new opportunities, new vistas, new horizons. So use this as an opportunity time to revisit your business plan and model and think about ways you can innovate, not just survive, but innovate. And I would also say it's really important that you build your network right now. This is a great time to network and to stay connected with other business owners and stay connected with good people like Mayor Barnett and like Ryan Krogi. Hey, I appreciate you both for joining me today. Mayor Barnett, thanks for fighting on the front lines for us, sir. Um, front lines are at the hospital and the first responders, but uh, anything we can do to support them, we will. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. And know that Woodside's praying for you. Also, Ryan, thank you so much for your work over two decades of helping small businesses. So appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pastor. What a blessing it is to have had Mayor Brian Barnett and Ryan Krogi uh, support us today by joining me for this interview. We want you to know, if you are a current small business owner, aspiring entrepreneur, we are committed to providing resources that can help you not only through the COVID-19 crises, but beyond. We're going to create a space for us to have great opportunities to exchange ideas, to network with one another, and most of all, to get the spiritual reinforcement we need to be ambassadors for Christ in the marketplace. So until we're together again next time, enjoy your day, stay safe, and I'll see you on the next edition of The Link. 